0: So can move that is great, and I'm sure all our listeners will be glad to hear that too. Tan, welcome back, everybody, to the Paranormal Guide Podcast 13B or 14, depending on how your number. Is. 13.2. You want to keep 13.2? Yep. I'm actually probably on the file call it 14, so people don't get confused. Okay, but but we can definitely refer to it as 13.2. Call if, it 14. Fuck it.
1: No, no, use Roman numerals. So 13.2. Oh
0: <laughs> 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 We're dealing with a paranormal crowd. We can't be fucking with them like that, (laughs) sir. But anyway, (laughs) I'm Ashley Hove. You're one of the hosts, and next to me... Spills.
1: Spills and... Tan. Tan. And Brett. This is the second time in a row all four of us have been together. It is. That that is... Correct. Ash Purak Sad C Thanon.
0: And that's good. look. That might sound like absolute pure nonsense, but if we have enough time tonight. We will be coming back. to because that is one of our discussion topics, sort of for the evening, or at least the story that that
1: was. That a name? It's a it's a username. It was a username, but I switched out. First part to use your name instead to incorporate X. it to make it more relevant.
0: I like it. I like it. relevancy is
1: good. It's involving <laughs> you in the story already.
0: <laughs> I'll be involved in that. Or maybe I'll do it. It's not such a bad story. But anyway, guys, so it's been a week since the last podcast and before we continue, I just want to say, um, last podcast was great. We talked about psychic detectives. Now, did anyone here get any feedback from that discussion at all? I didn't personally. No. Oh, they just didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did. We a couple of listeners and a couple of my psychic friends and people that I know that who are psychic listened to that podcast and I actually agreed with everything we said. I actually thought that what we what we were saying might have been taken in the wrong context or might have offended some people, but it turns out that yeah, there seems to be an aggressive what we were saying that you know he shouldn't just be blindly listening to everything and all these people should be tested etc so
2: we should try harder then if we didn't <laughs> it <think, offend.
0: laughs> I think yeah so, so so I was actually surprised by that and I thought it was kind of cool though all right guys so last week anything been happening for anyone we know Tom's been up to something but I'll go around the group but since we last recorded
1: anything exciting in the last week for you I've been hitting the margaritas again <laughs> good yeah. um, on the beach what do you mean? Did you have a break? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I switched out to vodka for a little while. Oh, that's right. But um, no, back back on the margaritas now. So. <laughs> so, where is your vodka tonight, Brett? I didn't have a chance to fucking prepare it, but I still have had two so margaritas me, today. I done it.
0: Do what <laughs> I, I like what? on the podcast. That that pretty much counts as news. <laughs> Brett's drink choices changed. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
3: Very profound. <laughs> might get a bit
0: of personality back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wish. <laughs> Spills last week. Absolutely nothing. How's Yahtzee going? We haven't had any oh, Yahtzee up, up. Have you. Tarn, are you still playing Yahtzee? Tarn's still addicted. Uh, yeah. No
2: comment.
0: <laughs> You're an evil bastard. Oh, no. you know. yeah. I might have to go back addicted. to the farm. <laughs> oh, well, oh, not farm Phil. I used to have a farm bill. What farm?
2: I went to go back just for old time's sake, it's gone. It must have got foreclosed or we're, something. We were talking
0: about it like a week or two ago, right? And I, I went on there on, into the app to see if I could start off again. So I just want to start blasting friends with requests and stuff on Farmfield for old time's sake. I didn't well, get I anything starting, from you. Not, well, I didn't do it because it was just too complex. I think I blocked the app and all sorts of shit because they shit me off. For myself last week, um, nothing. I haven't really been up to anything either. Tan, it's up well, to you to carry... This part oh, of the podcast. I, I
2: did do something. I um I went over to Sydney for the Australian Paranormal and Spiritual Expo. And you, you got survived. it right. You and survived. I survived. And she <laughs> got the name right. And I got the name right, yes. Um fantastic event put on. Um lots of different stall holders, great products for sale. Bought another camera which I'll have to bring along. Tiny little one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, this would be, you know, tuck it into your hat sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I bought one of those, and I was fortunate enough to win the raffle prize. <laughs> so I have two tickets to Paracon next year with two nights accommodation at the Carrington Hotel. Awesome, and
4: Tarn's going to give them away to our listeners.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, she's not really. Next yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what it does mean is that. next May we, May we have a rapport expected from Tarn from oh, Paracon. Oh, hang
2: on. I think you guys <laughs> should all be there.
0: We well, can even do a live if we're there, from there. even if we're there, you can still be given the report. Do the
2: report, yeah, <laughs> excellent, excellent.
0: So, yeah, so tell us about so um.
2: So the important bit first: the hotel room.
0: No, 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 no. The important <laughs> bit first. Last show, Spills predicted that you would be having some problems. <laughs> what did you predict? Mechanical issues with Tarn's plane. So you predict there will be mechanical Ooh. issues with your plane. Well, now, how psychic is Spills? Well, <laughs> Psychic
2: or oh? What happened? Well, everything was fine and dandy till we landed on the tarmac in Sydney. Yep. (laughs) And uh, there was no air bridge to get us off the plane. Mechanical
4: failure. So we had to wait
2: for some time on the tarmac until we got unloaded. So maybe a half.
4: Uh, half, That's full prediction. That's full, hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. Yeah. The air bridge. I said there would be a man- mechanical failure Were you able to find out associated why? with Tana's uh, flight.
2: I think that the guy driving it was off having a smoke or something. I don't no. know.
0: Mechanical failure. <laughs> no,
2: no, only a half one
1: spills. Anyway,
0: oh, maybe no, maybe the air bridge controller is known as mechanic.
1: Maybe it's there you just,
0: go. Sp- <laughs> or maybe it's just spilled friend. You're like, there's a lady on this plate and I need you to hold this up so I'll be writing my prediction on our Paranormal Podcast. There you Can go. you cover me, mate? Excellent.
2: Excellent. No, so I did make it to the expo eventually, despite Spill's prediction. And um, so the expo, um, I got there in time eventually to see um, three of the speakers, which was quite interesting. Um, and the final documentary on Westall 66, which was... Awesome for those that haven't seen it, and I thoroughly recommend that you all get into it. And have well, a well, before good this <laughs>
4: podcast, we'll discuss. I've never heard of Westall sixty six.
1: I haven't till now. And
4: before this podcast, we were discussing it, and when Tarn and Ash were telling me about it, I was like, "Holy fuck,
0: that happened in Australia!" Yeah, yeah over in anyway, Victoria. There you go. A I'm not going to say what UFO, it's about. Major UFO sighting. Major, like full undo.
1: I was just the one for Cover up, totally a covered like, up. Yeah. yeah, school ground. Nineteen
0: sixty six. Yes. There you
2: go. Crazy. And the the documentary interviewed a lot of people from um, the school at the time. Uh, The the children had all been silenced up, they had to have a school assembly to be told that they basically didn't see anything, don't talk about it. And they're all out there now, still, as adults, even though this happened now, what, 50 odd years ago?
0: Nearly 50 years.
2: Nearly 50 years, going, we want to know our own.
0: why cover shit like that up? That's what gets me. It was it, if it was a UFO. That's one reason. You know, it, they've seen a UFO. The government. You know, there's all the conspiracies. Governments don't want this truth getting out, covered up. But there could be another reason. Like UFOs now unidentified flying object. That might not necessarily have been an alien craft. It could have been any kind could of have been any a military new thing. Yeah, yeah. Cold War years. Although we weren't. You know, so involved in Russia US kind of tussle we're allies to us and if shit was going to come to
1: shove there there was there we were more involved than people probably realize Mm. and there were certainly and always have been aircraft that people were not aware of being developed and and also people's memories can change very very quickly almost instantly depending on how things are presented Mm. so uh, there, there are a number of ways that it could be explained away yeah, but but how no, big was this thing?
0: Well, I reckon it was that they. De- I reckon they definitely saw something that they did not. How recognize. big was it? That, that was size was let's say about Volkswagen size. it Was pretty big. It, it was, was described as either purple, metallic, or bluey metallic. Oh, so it's not an iPad.
2: <laughs> and they actually chased it into um, a park as well from the school.
0: Yeah, they chased it. Yeah, well, it landed. It landed. Yeah, and some school kids were able to get proof. I don't want to give away the documentary. Yeah, well, I'm going to yeah. go home and check it out. They really,
2: everyone needs to, to check it out. It was yeah, a great it's, documentary. It's, if
0: you like the paranormal in Australia, especially ufology, it was probably our most significant sighting. I would say in this country, I, I, I will oh. say 300 students and teachers saw this thing. Crazy. So it's not like the only a small teacher group. left
2: alive is the science teacher. Okay. From the school, but um, the school children, many of them. Uh, you know, 60-year-olds now were interviewed and spoke about it. And, you know, they've even tracked down someone who got taken away in an ambulance who actually touched it. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. There yeah.
0: you go. And, and back to the expo. Well, so um, you saw some speakers. Who did you see?
2: I saw Mitchell Coombs.
0: You saw Mitchell Coombs. Now, now you saw him last year.
2: Yes. This year, I believe. He, he was fantastic <laughs> this year. And got to take your head off to the guy. His um, grandfather had died the day before. Oh, wow. He did speak quite openly. Now, for someone to lose someone who they're close to, and then to be able to come out and perform like he did. Now, he was on um, at about one o'clock, finished about two thirty. At five o'clock, he was still there signing books and talking to people. Yeah, wow. So the guy's got a great heart, and <coughs> I mean, he did a fantastic job. And you know, a lot of people were quite moved by what he said in the audience. So yes, yeah, so it was great.
0: So he was he talked about himself. Was he doing some readings? Like he did? yeah, yep. Yep. he repeat? did
2: some. Um, what do they call it, sensing spirit, where they pick different people. And the first one was quite interesting because he came up with two different people, turned out to be the two people that were sitting next to each other that knew each other had come together. And it was all quite horrific. And some people did get a bit upset and left because they'd had a couple of things happen that were too close for comfort. But yeah, it was great.
1: From your point of view, did it seem genuine and not cold reading, considering what we discussed last week? Yes. Okay. Because I'm. Um, Interesting.
2: I'll be honest. Last year I um, was a little bit um, not impressed with it, let's say. I um, you know, and obviously, he's a big draw card for the expo. He yeah. packed out the theatre. Um, but this year it was different. And it was almost, I felt like he was referring to our podcast and going, you know, <laughs> don't give me suggestions. He was telling people that I'm telling you, yeah. you know, and if it's right, say yes. And if it's wrong, you know, tell me. You know, come straight out with it. Don't don't let's lead it on and be very vague about things. So yeah. Okay. There were no mother figures with hair.
4: Best speaker. Okay.
2: I really actually it was quite um comical, but it was um Dan McMath who yep. did a talking on paranormal 101 hunting it was quite interesting um not not especially informative but there was a lot of people there who quite new to doing this and a lot of curious people so it was really good in the so things informative he
0: for people that didn't know anything but if you've yeah. been doing it for a while not so oh, look, much for you it, or?
2: I, I didn't get a, get a lot for me out of it but very entertaining and he brought out a lot of things that quite often we all forget you know things like you must take a torch with you and that sort of stuff
0: because people, no, people do forget that. You do forget, like, if you're giving, like, a... Um, and, I, and I have um, partaken in giving a workshop, teaching people some things. You do forget those things. I don't think we even <laughs> mention things like tortures. But he, he talked just...
2: also about you <clears throat> must have first aid kits. I mean, how often do we go to places and potentially something could happen? I've got and... one in
4: my car all the time, Tom. I like my grave scars. <laughs> okay. The more dirt and crap that runs so, out, I, I the more I
1: have to affected. admit that I have... <laughs> Gone out and forgotten to take a torch. I've had every other bit of fucking equipment with me, but not taken a goddamn <laughs> yeah. torch.
0: Well, the whole the whole reason we all know Adelaide's small horizon. The whole reason why they carry forty torches because people go on a ghost tour and they're at the dark and no one thinks to bring a torch. And you know, ninety percent of people go these things don't bring torches with them. I'd that say it's more than during, ninety, yeah, yeah, ninety-nine. Yeah, and and investigators doing the same going out locations and <clears throat> yeah, being stuck without a torch in a place like that would yeah. see. I very ri- the only yeah. time I'll
4: use a torch. Is setting up equipment and putting batteries mm-hmm. in equipment, and that's really it.
2: But I think if you're going to run out of a cemetery screaming like a girl, you really should have a torch.
0: Why are you running? <laughs> Shouldn't be running in cemeteries That's right. It's <laughs> another rule. Did he talk about that? No running.
2: <laughs> uh, he, he, t- he talked about other things like that. Yes, yeah, so and it was really, it was really, really good. So anyway, the the expo probably had about fifteen hundred people attended, oh, way up no. on last year. Um, that's awesome. It was run by Appy, and Pete did a fantastic job <laughs> once again. And I mean, she rallies around a great number of people who supply her with so much support. But after the event, we went and did a ghost tour of the Kasula Powerhouse.
0: Ah, now you hadn't, you've seen the yeah, documentary, but I you hadn't,
2: hadn't done the ghost and you'd been tour. To
0: the, you'd been to Kasula been to last Kasula. year, but not, yeah. Never okay.
2: done a ghost tour there? <laughs> wow. Seriously, I mean, they, there was about 40 people, so we were split into two groups. Um, Scott took our group.
3: Excellent.
2: And he... Some of the stories... And, I mean, it's amazing in such a small spot how many deaths are associated between the train line, between the powerhouse, all the drownings on the riverbank alongside... Local serial killer. Local serial killer, you know, that went and buys rolls from Red Rooster.
0: Yes. Ivan... You've got to to do the ghost tour to 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 understand that
2: comment. Yeah, so, um, but... Wow. And the energy in that place is really quite thick. You can feel... Did anything happen? No. Uh, it's beyond...
0: No. The place is probably tired out from so much paranormal stuff happening through the day. Who knows? Yeah. Now, what about the stalls? You touch touching the stalls. So, you went last year, same kind of stuff? Or was there a different variety? No,
2: similar to last <coughs> year. Um, some different stall stallholders. Um, there's been a few changes over there with um, people that were running tours and have sold out and things like that. So different people that I talk to lots of different crystals and lots of different candles um there was also cameras for sale um esp paranormal was selling um k2s and spirit boxes again um there was many 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 readers um lots of people selling um like the different paranormal toy sort of more <clears throat> gimmicky type things
0: yeah obviously streetwear Ah, oh, yes, Dan McMath was there with um, yeah. ghost. Well, he's striver. the one that did yeah. the,
2: the talk, the talk. So, yeah. Yeah, That's I thoroughly fun. recommend <clears throat> everyone go along next year.
0: Did the ATM hold enough money for the whole day or did they break the bank again?
2: Um, what did I see on Facebook today? They published how much went through the ATM with money <laughs> and it was something like... got taken out of that ATM in one day.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. It's it's good for the paranormal economy. Yes. Now, so you've gone to the expo, you've had plane problems on the way there, predicted by spills, you've gone and seen some speakers, you've done and seen the documentary West L66, you've done the ghost tour, then you've gone to your hotel room. This is what we're waiting for, so... Okay. (laughs) Was it a better experience?
2: Better experience? um, Very strange design of a room. The bed was up on like a platform, and there was a third bed... Like a viewing platform? (laughs) I tend to try and book a family room, because generally they're better than if you've just got a single bed that's really uncomfortable, at least you've got a choice of beds. However, this bed was over the other bed, so perfect viewing if you were going to be doing something. What, some sort of porno what? filming or ah. something like that so oh, nice. yeah just wanted to clarify yeah. yeah so um but it was clean um, cost more than the Otori. No blood no blood no did blood well. yeah no it was great it how was do you fun.
0: rate your hotel I actually <laughs> did a,
2: did yes. a um, on booking.com I did one of those feedback things on it because it was good stuff fantastic they rang me during the day because they knew that I was you know, subjective to what time I got there because the taxis in Sydney really suck. Um, I don't think the one has yet shown up that I ordered for um, 6.30. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that was quite an experience, but um, lovely people over there volunteered to drive me to my hotel and bring me back so I could go check in and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. So, well, what hotel was that? You gave Am I allowed review. to yeah, say you, If it's a good review. well, we said the bad hotel anyway, <laughs> okay, so go for it. it. This is not a paid endorsement, we're just saying uh, that you enjoyed.
2: The budget ibis. <laughs> the budget You're ibis. tight ass. <laughs> it was $99. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I just hear the word budget, I think, time from now Gee, how many nicknames does she need? <laughs> B- budget, Budget Platypus. Budget Platypus.
0: Platypus. Anyway, so you had a so you had a good weekend. I had, had like. a great weekend, a great weekend. The vibe spills right. Went and had a few cocktails
2: on the Sunday on the harbour. Oh, nice. So yeah, made it back in one piece.
0: So, yeah, I reckon. Now, you are going to Paracon? Well, we I reckon all of us need to start going. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah fuck let's go to Paracon.
3: Yeah, <coughs>
4: we're going to be there, there, Alex. Up. Alex, we're coming to Paracon,
0: and we'll be at yeah. Expo 2016. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we, we're just going to lock that in. We'll I don't even do. know what the date is, but the Four of us. Yep, don't. Brett can if he's available. Who knows what's on his calendar in the future. So, hopefully, next Paracon and next uh, Australian Paranormal Spiritual Expert, you'll see the Paranormal Guide podcast there. Hopefully, assaulting you with all sorts of questions.
2: Maybe we should get a stall.
0: Maybe. And we can sell Did mental. you say stall a stool?
2: Are you going to push that point?
0: Ooh. Oh, that, that was like a dad joke. That is funny. That was a dad joke. I'll play that. All right, <laughs> let's let's get into the listeners' question. Okay, so the first question we had was from Lisa.
2: Was from Lisa. You are correct, Lisa was G. Correct. Who asks? Do spirits know they're gone? Um,
4: well, I think it'll vary. Perhaps they do. Sometimes, perhaps they
0: don't. I don't know. Well, okay, this is easier. Have you been in a situation where you're on an investigation, where you're going, you're communicating potentially with a ghost or spirit, whatever word you want to give it? Have you ever got the idea that that spirit that you're communicating with did not know that they were dead? I usually ask. So if I'm doing an MVP session or ghost box session, I'll ask. Do, Do you know
4: you are dead. Do you only ask that, because I
0: can, I'm picturing my mind, the reason why you do that is, is that ghost doesn't know it's dead, you want to be the one to break that. Next <laughs> <rock>. <laughs> you horrible bastard. Well, the, re- no, look, the reason I ask that question is, because if they don't know
4: they're dead, and it comes as such a shock, well then is there potential for increased activity as a reaction to them not knowing, and now they all of a sudden know. Okay. So they lashing out, fuck I'm dead.
1: I think that if they don't have enough consciousness and to realise they are dead already, they probably don't have the level of consciousness required to understand the point being put to them that they are dead. Oh, Jesus. But if they
0: could, okay, hypothetically, you've got the ghost there, they don't know they're dead, they've just been told they're dead. Would that be considered another trauma But for you're that only spirit?
2: talking about what you think is um, a spirit of a person.
0: Well, that, and yeah, then, that's right. And that's all we can. we can. We can open it up to non-corporeal entities, nothing that's ever been in flesh and blood. We can talk right. about a lot of things. Uh, as well. Again,
1: it comes back to the level of consciousness <laughs> with the energy that you're dealing with. You know, It's like saying to someone who's passed out drunk, shaking them and saying, do you know you're drunk? <laughs> They they might not even have any comprehension of that question.
0: That 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 is a. This is a great point. I want to start another. I want to do another paranormal workshop where we try to get across to people how conscious these things are in. So we're going to get people to use paranormal
1: techniques to interview drunk people. You know (laughs) what? Is that not a bad idea? It's actually. I think. I think (coughs) it's a really good idea because it makes a very good point um if if people that actually still have a fucking body don't have the ability to be fully conscious then why in the world do we make the assumption that something that doesn't have a body has a full level of consciousness and usually as i've said in previous podcasts i think that there's a very small part of the spectrum of consciousness left that's related to the trauma like, so, the,
2: the people that wander, the ones that wander through cemeteries looking for lost children and those sorts of ones. <laughs> See, I have a
3: different,
4: I have a different view, altogether. Mm-hmm. I, I think <laughs> after we die, our consciousness
0: almost dissipates and, and like, like, you're, but, the but do you, in the but ocean theory yeah. yeah. it back to the so question, do you know, so do you think in your belief, so your consci- consciousness dissipates, do you know you're dead?
1: Okay, well I'm gonna to say to add to it before he, before Spill's answers, okay. sorry to be rude. That's well, I, not really, but let's
0: just pile okay, up yeah, the
3: question. You it. know what?
1: Okay. Okay, just to fill everyone in on the this theory, imagine the, the ocean, when you're born, glass of water is taken out, that is your life. Theory being that when you die, that glass of water is poured back into the ocean and obviously all the water particles dissipate and separate permanently. However, if there is strong emotional trauma, perhaps part of that uh, water, whilst in that glass, still has become a bit thicker and stays together that little bit longer, and so the level of consciousness would be dependent upon the level of and, and how long that stays the together before force. the cohesion before it before it <clears throat> dissipates. And I, I I put it that everything eventually will dissipate, regardless of how how strong it is. But now, yeah, please continue. Okay,
4: so <laughs> the water, the water theory. <clears throat> what if that water is millions of dead people's consciousness? You want to put it in layman's terms. Mm -hmm. You take that glass of water, well, then you've got potentially parts of, of all these individuals' consciousness forming one consciousness, right? Now, what if person A's consciousness knows it's dead,
0: person B's consciousness doesn't? yet it still forms one consciousness. So, so you're saying, so we're going with Brett's model, so you've taken the cup out, you're born, you've died, the cup's gone back in, we're investigating that ghost, that's just another random scoop out of that ocean, which could just have random it bits. It's still sort of, just yeah. there, still there, in so used okay, so, to yeah. Yep. Okay, so back to the question, do they know they're dead? Don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> <No>, <laughs> a hard one to answer. Is. You know what? <clears throat>
1: You'd have to ask them.
0: You would, At which
1: is what you do. And
0: and typically, what's the answer you get? Nothing.
3: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a you know, blank like, this also relates
1: back to the reincarnation issue. Where people uh, have memories of past lives, and it links back to that. I mean, how many people have said that they're Cleopatra, you know, Ash included? <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but a lot of people say that they're Cleopatra or they have memories, and it, it's not necessarily that uh, maybe that... It is just a one soul reincarnating from one Whoa. body to another, but perhaps that glass is poured back in and the next one comes <clears throat> out and that's takes right, enough right. that there's enough memory in there. Just to just to, just enough memory of a few events. And that's you know, there's a whole I can't remember what the book is called, but there's a book specifically looking at children yeah. that have past life Memories that have been. Got a copy, remember. Remember. We, we, gave, we
0: gave a couple of copies away in a competition about two years ago. A couple of copies, wow. couple, yeah. so direct from the author, signed. I believe they were. There's story. actually been a
2: lot of articles um, around lately to do with children that have come back with scarring and yeah. said, "Oh, this was where I was such, rather, and I was murdered." And or
0: very young, young water, children.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's been lots of that on the internet lately.
0: Well, here's a, a theory I just remembered having this conversation, which is awesome. The theory I had was that some people that are remembering past lives, what if they're the spirits that don't know they're dead? So what it, going by the same thing, you've kind of got that scoop and you've got a spirit that doesn't know they're dead within you and they're still having those memories. <clears throat> That's Lots of pretty strange cool. stuff That's out there. That's actually a really good way of looking at yeah. it too, Ash.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is, you, what, the, <clears throat> what you're essentially saying is that you are... Um, and as Bill's put it, you're made up from potentially millions of other... Yeah, we're things. all made up
0: of space, star us, why not all be made up of consciousness? That's <laughs> you're trying to think of a great way me? to say that. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I
1: can't work that out.
4: <laughs> that, that raises this other question of how some people, and we'll use the term psychic ability, okay. display <laughs> a, a greater psychic ability than the normal person. Is it because their consciousness is made up more of Someone else's consciousness that's passed on that's still out there in that ocean. yeah. And therefore, that they find it easier to connect to that part. I like this ocean theory. <laughs> it's just a simpler
1: way of explaining it. <laughs> it is, it, really. it is. You can, you can really expand that theory out in so many ways. And you can take that to the psychics that say, oh, I can see the... Uh, the, the relative of you standing by your side right now and they're saying this. Now, let's say that the psychic is actually picking up on it. Let's say that it is genuine. Now, I'm going to propose that it's not necessarily the case that there is a person standing there next to, the, next to them. It's not about the ghost. It's that the psychic may be just reading on the energies of the person and picking up on that person's memories of, of that individual yeah, it's possibly and so, so it is still psychic in nature and it's still really really fucking cool but uh, so they may see it as a visual representation maybe they do but it may not be that there's actually a being there saying oh, hello mary it's it, they know that that's uh, something that that person has mm-hmm. remembered or they're connected to to that energy they're picking up on it it's they're reading the the old you know the old radio waves that are bouncing off the mm-hmm. frequ- you know off the ionosphere. <clears> It's, uh, they're, they're picking up on old frequencies.
0: What about twins that are really close together that seem to be spiritually connected? What if they've got part of those similar consciousnesses in them? It's like throwing a rock in. What affects one's rippling across and affecting the others? Is- that would explain Quantum it. theory. <laughs> Just <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Oh, damn. It's DMT, dude. <laughs> DMT is the <laughs> one. Like, Fuck it. DMT it is. It, no, it's an ocean of DMT. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, there, it
3: is.
0: there we go. Let's just build a thing We best answer this question: Do spirits know they're dead? Just uh, okay. Well, gone. for a completely gone. different perspective, We're going. the word gone? gone. God. <laughs> Do spirits know they're
1: gone? Okay, I think we or need to, to add to this. We need to have a very unique and different perspective than what we've already offered. Take it away, Tom. <laughs> Your answer on this question. Do you want to frame frame?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I, um, I actually, after I saw it, I did do a bit of looking around it. I actually couldn't come up with an answer definitive either way, whether okay. I believed that they were or they weren't, because it starts going into the, what is really a spirit?
1: Yeah. You know, and... That's a great way and, to put it. Hmm.
2: You know, so that's sort of where I got to, and I went, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. I'm sorry I brought it up.
0: What if you're sailing on this DMT ocean <laughs> on a
1: glass-bottomed boat? <laughs> And that is a
3: psychic,
1: everyone. That's a psychic, We've, and, we've you know, solved well. it. <laughs> Excellent. I, I think that your answer is actually the best way to sum it up. What it, it goes back to: what is a spirit anyway? Because we don't bloody know. I
2: mean, we don't actually know what we're always out there trying to find. No, we
1: don't. Yeah. We, we we do layman's terms,
0: and a lot of people just take make the assumption that all these ghosts are once living people that are dead, and and that, and that seems to be agreeable for most people. But there is. Some... I just
1: find it <coughs> such
3: a. It is jumping to a conclusion. I, I can't straight. stand
1: when people make the assumption that every single ghost, for lack of better words, has the same level of consciousness as we do now. No, I, I can't stand that. I agree that with really that. bothers me, and I think people need to wake the hell up. What, what I'm going to do um, in the links this podcast, I'm actually going to link
0: your article you wrote last year, Do Ghosts Have Hemorrhoids? Because I think it's very apt for what we're just kind of talking yeah. about right now for everyone to listen to, but yeah. do ghosts know they are gone? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Who knows? Just do what Spiels does and ask them straight out. If you get an answer yes or no, that's great. If yes or know they're gone, fantastic. If not, then you broke the news to them and that's, that's like a personal you are
2: <laughs> But maybe that's just how that energy carries on and how they live. Yeah. You might be getting responses and they not gone because they haven't come. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just... Moving through time in their own way, you know, and maybe that's just how... Just getting on with it.
3: Yeah.
0: Just getting on with it. Alrighty. Second listener's question. This one comes from Lynn, who asks, well, who says, Hello, podcast team. Recently, more and more people are reporting UFO sightings and more and more photos and footage is showing up in the media. This frightens me greatly. Are there any surefire ways to ensure I'm not abducted and probed or worse? Thank you. Grabbing the tinfoil in hope, Lynn. So.
2: Okay, Lynn, you need to not eat pizza before you go to bed. And you really need to stop smoking that stuff. But, (laughs) I do have more to say. Um, I did a bit of looking around today online about this one. Now, um, what you can buy, Lynn, is a dog tag. Um, They're called Earth Dog Tags. And they're $12.99 online. And what they have on them is a picture of the galaxy. And you just mark the location. So if you do get abducted, they know where to bring you back. Hold on, hold on.
0: Is that legit? It is. It is legitimate. Um, That's hilarious. You can only mark, like, your kind of solar class. For a while, there was a a, um, place in the UK where you could buy alien abduction insurance. And and if you're abducted and you can prove it, you can get an insurance power. Dude, I'm going to get and if you don't
2: make me. it home I'm and you're wearing it. the Earth Dog Tag, there is actually a guarantee. So you can actually go and get your money back. There's also um, a thought screen helmet that you ah. can get Lynn, right? Um, now, you can make them yourself for about um, $25. Michael Menken was actually the person who invented it. But you must sleep in it and um, it prevents all your thoughts being read if you do get abducted so good it's, luck with that it's line.
0: basically a Faraday cage for your head yeah. can't they just <laughs> take it off well they don't know you're there so there's, so, there, so there's this theory that says, okay, you've been abducted, they somehow implant you, and you read a lot of the literature, as I've done, it's up the nose a lot of the time, yeah. stuff like that. You put this Faraday cage type thing over your head, they can't read that, they don't know where you are to reabduct you. For some reason, they don't understand addresses. <laughs> 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 they have no other technologies to track you, but this will save you, apparently. So what are you
4: going to do, cruise around in this Faraday cage over <laughs> your
0: so head? It seems you're yeah. going around with tinfoil under their hats. Wow. I'm not right now, but... You never know, you don't know what I'm up to, but do you have any comments? Like, how can you think of any? What she I'm pretty sure this is a tongue in cheek question, what she wrote at the end, but anyway,
1: well, any any theories? I think there needs to be just more concern about being abducted <coughs> and probed by other people. <laughs> That's true. What, you know, if you want to look at the statistics, you know, what, what's more likely to happen? <laughs> You know, and the other the other thing, I think maybe some a dab of Vegemite behind the ears would probably help with this one as well. And the mosquitoes helps Look, the mosquitoes, too.
4: I'm actually going to give it a legitimate <clears throat> try, or try and give a legitimate, serious <laughs> answer. Go, Go for, for it, Phil. Uh, what is interesting, I've noticed as well over the last probably month or so, there have been a lot more reports in the media, in mm-hmm. particular in Australia as well. That's known as a
0: UFO <clears throat> flap. Everybody listening flap. at home, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, to on a number radio of. UFO r- flaps. <laughs> That's a legitimate term. <laughs> Come on, keep
3: flapping. Yeah, so there have been a number
4: of reports lately. Look, it could mean, it could mean a number of things too. I, I know um, radio controlled planes, drones,
0: those yeah. sorts of things are readily available these days. A lot more people have them. It would be interesting to look at a study on the number of UFO sightings, and number of drone purchases, and how yeah. it's been kind of. There's a lot more people, so, can tumour you know, commercial thing you can buy. I can go to Costco and buy one with a camera on it for like 70 bucks. There you go.
1: Actually, I saw one at Costco today for 70 bucks with a camera. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, you're dead right on that. So you you would find that the level of uh, sightings have not only gone up as there are more, you know, drones and, you know, people using that, but also with with the internet and the use of the internet over the past number of years, people are more likely to be, Taking or people are more likely to be taking and uploading video, people are more likely to be falsifying video. And once people, you start oh, looking for reasons. that stuff
2: online, yeah, just
1: find, it just goes yeah, through. No,
2: but it just keeps hitting you. Yeah, yeah. You search for something, it just keeps coming back up. Everything you look at, it'll yeah. be in all yeah. your search and, results. And it's
1: also, you know, I, I mentioned before about how, how people's view, uh, view can be distorted. And now, to give an example of that, some people uh, that were witness to an accident. Then there was a there was actually a stop sign, and they were told straight after in the interview they said okay when the car went through the yield sign, and they the information was replaced, and then after that something like eighty percent of the people remembered the yield sign rather than there being the stop sign that was truly ah, there. Right, yeah. So <clears throat> it it shows that even people's memories can be very very easily influenced. And that's gonna be influenced by what they see, what they what they read about. And so what it comes down to the people that are making all these reports, what level of them are UFO enthusiasts already?
0: Yes. It's almost like a bias. Yeah. Once you see something, it's gonna be easier to see those yeah. similar patterns that your mind wants to see to positively reinforce that belief. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a natural term for that, I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, for me to answer that, um, you know, I, I did, I've did. worked on a lot of case studies with UFOs and talked to a lot of people that believe they have been abducted. I've talked to two, three people that believe, and I mean seriously believe, and they're really, really worried about this, like repeatedly abducting and having these horrible things happen to yeah, them. Yeah, wow. well... And, you know, you talk to these people, and look, whether it's happening or not, I, I don't know, whether, I, I, I believe these guys believe it was happening, whether it was mm-hmm. something in their head or not, I don't know, but when you talk to these people, they have absolutely no hope. <laughs> they're like you're just stuck in this loop, there's nothing you can do, they're always gonna get you. It doesn't matter if you've got people around you, whether you're away from home, it doesn't matter where they'll just get you, so Sorry, <laughs> Lisa. You can That's try. Okay. You can try one of one of the one of the different um, inventions that Tan spoke about—the Faraday cages and um,
2: Earth dog tags.
0: Earth dog tags. You can try all those things, but a lot of people just think you're stuffed if you've if you've got a tag like a sansor of mark chip or some reason that they want you. You're gone. That's it. They just
1: want you. Okay, Ash. If if uh, you had the opportunity to be willingly abducted and undergo even if it's not, not a pleasant experience or maybe it would be you know depending on the day for you um, would you would you do that if you could have the memory of it afterwards no so you probably know not Look,
0: just just listening to these people's experiences and reading all these experiences they have and they're absolutely horrible it's it's a it, these people it's not like you know, you're walking down the street and someone's knocked you over the head and they've taken you. You're fighting, apparently, according to these people. You're fighting the entire time. You just can't do anything about it. So it's absolutely terrifying. And they're doing these things. And you're conscious of this. And if you're lucky, your memory's wiped at the end. But these repeated UFO abductees, the more they're getting taken, the more they're remembering each time. Yeah, well. So And after hearing from these people, I don't want that happening to me at all. And look, I'm fine with all the ghost and haunting stuff to have whatever's coming at me, but when it comes to potentially biological entities from possibly another place doing like horrific experiments. Or
1: firefighters yeah. from another planet. Oh, fire Sorry, fire extinguishers from another yeah, planet. A-
0: anything, you know. No fire extinguishers or aliens, please. You answer Brett's question. <laughs> what was the would, question? Would, would, you, would you willingly. say <clears> nah, no, so that way you could say
1: you've experienced and actually know definitively yourself?
4: No. I'd rather not know. Simple as that. Time. Oh,
2: one of us has to. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mind a <the> probing.
0: <laughs> as long as it's got a little dolphin on it. But
3: anyway.
1: <laughs> Your answer. You know what? I would for the knowledge. You know, physical discomfort, yeah, whatever. Uh, but the, <clears throat> the knowledge, or, to be able to have the knowledge personally even it's not about whether other people would believe it or not just to have that knowledge myself would be useful because there are again there are so many possible explanations for what people experience when you start looking at sleep paralysis uh, the uh, feeling of beings entering the entering one's room and taking doing things uh, and that goes into many other areas and even some occult areas that are not alien specific as well so so
0: whats so our thoughts just in general, whether this UFO abduction stuff and so just from what you 've seen in movies, read in literature, is there anything to stop you Stop them from taking you when they want you
1: you know what <clears throat> at the end at the end of the day, if there are beings from another planet and they really want to take you, just just go with it and say yes. Because you're not going to have any choice anyway. They're going to yeah. take it. Yeah. There, Thanks for nothing. the
2: question, Lynn.
0: Hopefully, we answered it satisfactorily for you. But unfortunately, no, you probably don't have a lot of hope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Now spills. Now look, for the last couple of weeks, we've been running out of time right before of time. we can get We're to the it. story. That like, you've wanted, to, you found a line. I want to well, talk about this, what's going on? This was an interesting
4: story. So there was a 16-year-old girl in Honduras <clears throat> who. Collapsed, had a seizure, foamed at the mouth. So her family, rather than taking her to a doctor, yep. took her to a priest for an exorcist or for for, for an exorcism. Yep. Um. She ended up dying. <clears throat> they buried her the day after her husband. So she was sixteen. She was married. Um. She was pregnant. Or well, the day after the funeral, uh, her husband was at the cemetery. Heard screams from within the, the tomb. <clears throat> Break it open. She was alive, unconscious.
0: And she ended up dying later in hospital. So, going by the news story. They believe, or the family believe, she was out somewhere at the back of the house. She heard a gunshot, which gave set in a panic attack. Yep. Somehow. She hits the deck. They find her unconscious. She starts foaming at the mouth. So, you've got a 16-year-old married, preg- three-month-pregnant girl foam out the mouth at the back of your house, and they don't take it to a doctor. The first thing I do is take it to get an exorcism. Comments.
1: Well, you know, first thing is that's a cultural commentary more than anything. We can sit here and judge and say, well, we would not do that. We you know, well, we don't have a lot of witch doctors and exorcists and that floating around Adelaide, last I checked. But in, in, in some of these cultures, these belief systems run very, very strong. And so... It, My first comment is that it may make sense in that culture in the context of what they experienced and what they do to take that action. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, very interesting. I mean, pregnant 16-year-olds that are married are not all that common here. (laughs) Yeah, but why? Why Why would you call a local priest? Why wouldn't you call a local doctor? Perhaps
4: there have been issues previous to that. Exactly, that's so what a lot she of people was displaying odd behaviour. Who knows? You know, anxiety, she's having these panic... So, obviously, she'd been having anxiety and panic attacks prior to this. Yeah. Possibly.
3: This but is only next, my assumption. The
2: next part of it all is where she... Um, the husband, hears the noise coming from her tomb.
1: I, I find the how is she
2: pronounced? How was she pronounced <clears throat> dead, do you know what I mean? Like... Okay, and yeah, but that's also another cultural thing. Some people have to be buried before sun up yeah. the next day or sundown and did. things like that. So I
0: have read a bit about Honduras before. Cause I do write a lot of um, paranormal articles around the world in Honduras. Apparently, um, it's a hotter country, and in hotter countries, it's not on the equator, but it's kind of in there. Um, typically, people are buried within 24 hours. Okay. And if they're not to be buried that quickly, they're frozen, they're not embalmed. So a lot of people are asking, why wasn't she embalmed? How could she still be alive? That'll answer that. They're, it's a hotter country. They're usually buried within 24 hours. Why well, wasn't she given an autopsy? Well, over there, they'll only give autopsies if the death was suspicious in any way. They must have Because it's the crime capital of the world, the most murders in the world, they must be having people with autopsies constantly. So they obviously don't autopsy everyone that comes through the hospital. Um, and yeah and then and then um buried in and it wasn't it wasn't an under, that's one thing we do need to mention it wasn't an underground burial it this was in an above ground concrete tomb yeah. which had a coffin pushed into it, and the other thing the newspaper said is some of the graveyard workers, the night shift there they heard the screams, but they hoped they didn't say they knew it was coming from somewhere else, they hoped it was coming from somewhere else in the city, so apparently these workers overnight had heard the screams themselves. Wasn't till the next morning that the husband has it actually does something about
1: yeah. it. The other thing that comes to my mind right now is that you know when you mention about the number of murders happening in that in that region, they obviously have a, a lack of resources, mm. and so in their hospitals they'll have a lack of resources to really make sure someone is dead. And also, don't forget the definition of dead. We don't really know where that line is. We don't, and, and it's varied over the years as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it used to be if your heart, you, know, you couldn't feel a heartbeat, well, you were dead. Yeah. Well, right now that's, that's
3: changed.
2: But I mean, even here in Australia, early days of Sydney, um, lots of people got buried alive, so much so that people are employed to work at cemeteries <laughs> at night. And people were buried with a um, string around their hand and a bell up the top.
0: What's that saying?
2: A dead ringer. But it's actually true. It's actually true. There are a lot of people, and when they moved the um, original Sydney cemetery, and they opened up the coffins and moved um, the remains um, to another location, there was many that had lots and lots of scratch marks on them.
0: Mm. And that's not just Sydney. This is all over the well, world. Oh, they definitely did similar things.
1: I just find it was funny, interesting that the timing, where she was still alive, where they're hearing the screaming, to getting her out and then she's not conscious, and then to die. It just seems that, like that, that all happened in a very short space of time, even though I haven't really read the article. So they, yeah. they heard her
4: screaming. They started trying to break the tomb open. Sledgehammers and yeah. Um, by that time, the screaming had stopped. They got her out. I believe she had a faint pulse but was unconscious at that stage and then passed away again for the second
0: time. <laughs> And there are a lot of and then thing. was
2: re put back in the tomb.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That, yeah. That, you know, it's happened a couple of times in history of people being brought out, thought to be alive, or have exhumed themselves apparently, and have been re-, re buried in their grave twice. Live once, buried twice, is what they say. So yeah, I thought. I just thought, yeah, it is an interesting story, and
1: it, it is an interesting story. Like I said, from the cultural aspects, you know, the, the way people would do things differently, and it is really easy for us to pass judgment. That you know. How many of us read that and go, oh, why, why didn't I just take them to a to a yeah, hospital? And that's where all the comments and, are like. See, this is
4: where I'm thinking. <clears throat> being and and the the line where they, they say she had a panic attack. Being in a country that I guess isn't as open about mental health as, say, Western countries <clears throat> like America, Australia, UK, etc., do they perceive still perceive a mental a mental health <clears throat> as a kind of possession or yeah, you know, and and that's where. Well,
1: you know what? That's a, a really good point to bring up. And we, whilst we like we like to think that we're doing a lot better here now, you know, if we go back to World War One, you now we we know what post-traumatic stress disorder is. Yeah, now, definitely. And we, we've got <clears throat> some understanding of it. You know, World War Two. It was you know in World War One, well, especially World War Two. You know, people shell shock. And you know, people would really go through a lot. It wasn't really well understood. But if you go back earlier than that, there was a point that, you know, we meaning Western countries, you know, would see someone behaving <clears> like <throat> this, and you'd pull out a gun and shoot yeah, them because there was something wrong in World War One. Yeah. Yeah, World War I, exactly. So, if someone suffering from post-traumatic stress, say so a mental health issue, they'd be shot because by and by yeah. their own people. But that just shows that even in our culture, that. I mean, it wasn't that long ago in the context of things um, that we were doing things like that. So we've grown some understanding and, you know, Honduras, what's, you know, they don't have the same access to resources, to internet, to education that we do. So I think it's normal that you would expect them to have some belief systems that are keeping them back somewhat.
2: Oh, they still managed to video it, didn't they? <laughs> it doesn't matter and where you're from. You've there's got always your one. Put it on the internet. Good, good
1: point, Todd. Huh? Yeah, there's always one. time good one.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I'm allowed one an episode. You said.
1: <laughs> I remember saying that.
0: Next, have you guys ever been on an investigation? Not necessarily on an investigation, it could be a tour, it could just be sitting at home, whatever, and someone has felt a pain, a burning pain, and they've claimed that they have been scratched by a paranormal or supernatural entity. Yes. Yes. Fill us in.
1: Huh, okay. Um, it was on a uh, tour, I put an old tale in town, town mm-hmm. and there was a girl on the tour who, uh, well, whilst in the church, uh, yelped for lack like of better words, and there was a pinch mark, quite a strong red pinch mark on her okay. on her arm. I can't remember exactly <clears throat> where on the arm, but uh, it was noticeable. Have, have you ever been a Yes. Situation? Well, yes.
2: actually, being <clears throat> no. I had myself been scratched on it. tour. I was um, down with one of the Haunted Horizons tours in the basement of the Port Dock Hotel. Okay. And... Um, We'd had a bit of an interesting night upstairs, so then we got to go downstairs to where they keep the cakes, And um, there was, oh, I had a friend standing about a metre in front of me, and all of a sudden there was this red flash. It was very strange. Next thing, I felt this pain in my arm, and I actually had blood coming out like a scratch, probably about 10 centimetres long on the top of my arm. I just got out of there because I'm, you know, not a big fan okay. of being scratched and having blood drawn. But, yeah, interesting. How, it happened to me.
4: There you go. Spills? See, that's kind of believable, <laughs> coming from Utah.
0: Well, You, yeah. have you been no, in a
4: situation? Never. No, I, I, w- w- I wake up all the time, with scratches all over me. Yeah, so I, I think it's self-inflicted while I'm asleep.
0: I've been in a location investigating, and this was, um, I think it was, yeah, it was the Liverpool TAFE. And I'd come out of what, at the time, was thought to be the morgue. And when I came out there, I did have two long scratches on my face, but I didn't feel it at the time, I, I, and I didn't even know it had happened. So I can't say that's a paranormal thing, but I can say that I was doing a paranormal activity when it happened. Yeah. But I don't think that was paranormal itself. It, it, you know, I, I just don't know. So what, so what do you guys... So you've, you've been scratched? Yes. You've witnessed a scratching. What do you guys think is going on? Do you think there's something paranormal happening? There are... You know, there's the classic demon three-finger scratch that people talk about and, you know, can come in other guises as well. Or is there something else at play? So, obviously, you well, were your own personal experience. What what do you think took
2: well, place? I because at the time, I got scratched, but it also felt like a, a, a push. So, maybe something brushed past me okay, and scraped me on the way past. <clears throat> I don't think it was one of those, you know, it wasn't a claw mark or anything like that. It was... You know, just something like that So I think quite possibly that it is possible There was nothing around there that could have scratched me There was no one standing alongside of me But it felt like this And there was this flash and just, wow, pull back And this is mark on my arm So Mm. very, yeah, I I think it is possible I mean, anything's possible We've seen people get (laughs) choked by unknown things So, you know, let's just be open to it
0: And what you saw, (laughs) paranormal, you believe?
1: Obviously, you know it's um, someone else's experience, but you being is Being that it was someone else's experience, <laughs> all I know is what I saw. So, it's, was it paranormal? No idea at the end of the day. Do I think that these things are generally paranormal? I I don't think so. I think the, the mind is a, it plays a stronger role in a lot of this than people realize. The mind itself <clears throat> can create physical problems. It can create physical effects on your body. People under hypnosis... Can have ice held against them, and their skin will blister because if they believe it to be burning hot. So if that if that can happen, and the mind can create an effect in the body because of what's going on at the subconscious level, then if someone's on a paranormal investigation, what's going on at their subconscious level? Then <clears throat> does that open them up to having a scratching? Having something happen to them physically.
0: Would hearing a story at that location about someone being scratched have played into
1: that as well? It certainly could. You know, I'm not saying that it's there's no that it's never paranormal in nature. I'm saying that I think the mind could have a, a stronger role in in this than people realise. Hmm.
0: The reason why I brought it up is so I came across an article uh, just today while I was looking online for things to talk about in the show. And, uh, yeah, the article's titled Mysterious Scratches on Body, the Science and the Paranormal. And it's on the uh, website Top Secret Writers. And, and in this um, article, they do talk about the paranormal, how people are getting scratches, what they claim it to be. But this article also looks at a lot of other things that could be happening, things that you might not necessarily think about but can affect us all. So, you know, you're in a... You're in a haunted location, you're in the dark, you come out scratched and bruised. You could jump to a paranormal conclusion, of course, but there are many other things that can see you getting scratched.
3: Oh, you
2: can brush past the tree <coughs> and not realise you've done it. Yeah, you
0: know? exactly. You, you could, people scratch themselves subconsciously all the Those time. Those little, you know, I think usually some of the little fuck-off bugs... Like midges and stuff. Dead at once. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, but you can get all sorts of crazy stuff just going out to these locations. You get a bug bite on you. You might not be thinking about because you're so intense looking at your K two flickering as the ghost is getting hemorrhoids that you know you've scratched yourself at a time. You might yeah. not even realise you've done. It. You might scratch yourself heavily. There's a there's a whole range of things. So when you're out of location, is jumping to that paranormal? What what? Is there a benefit to that? How how can you tell with what you had had happened to you was paranormal? I don't think you can personally.
1: You know what? Capture it happening on video. Cap- capture it happening in a way that's can can <clears throat> really be viewed accurately. And then I'll say that something abnormal is going on, whether it's paranormal or psychological. I don't know, but at least then there's something interesting to talk about. That we can rule out, you know, the easily easy explanations like you just mentioned.
2: I think you can only believe what you see with your whole with your own eyes,
1: yeah. and
2: or unless, like you say, you see the whole experience. At the time, I know I wasn't scratched by a tree, yeah. and that sort of thing. You don't have to believe me, bro.
1: I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't actually going to say that. I was. Uh, I'm saying in, in general. So, you was know, it when, paranormal? I can't. I can't I, say it, it was paranormal. You know, it but you're could right. be paranormal. It could be psychological. I mean, it, it could be you can't you can't rule that out. I can't.
3: Um, right. and but in, it wasn't in, a physical. In, in knowing you, you I'm know,
1: leaning towards the psychological side. To be honest, yeah. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, nah, in seriousness, it, you're saying you know that it's not going to be something else. That was it wasn't easy a
3: physical
1: thing. Yep. There was, so okay, yep. And, I, and, I, and I believe that. And so what? It, what it was, don't know, but it is, it is interesting. It would yeah, be would could, have been good if you got could a video. Be
2: potential. Yeah. Next time, I'll make sure. I'll walk around with videos on
1: my arms. Correct. Um, um, GoPro on the arms. You mentioned
0: you wanted to see video footage. Now, how would that video footage, because there is, we've seen video footage, Standing of in front apparent the camera scratches. Naked. So do you want to, so having someone go, like, oh, I've been scratching, turning a Has video on them, that's not good enough.
1: No, no, no. Because, you know what, <coughs> even now, um, it, I can I can scratch my arm. Yep. Like this right now, I've Just done, I've just scratched my arm. And, you know what, this time nothing will happen. But, it might be in a few minutes Here, time <laughs> in, 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 in five minutes time then it it'll, it'll start marks. coming up yeah. so so it'll even fall. then to, to be honest considering how easy it is to fake you know what video you know, i've changed my mind videos don't mean shit either <laughs> <laughs> so as far as i'm concerned i'll i'll believe it from a paranormal perspective if i experience however myself. to eliminate the chances
0: of bugs just a bug sweep god damn it That's that bug sweep again <laughs> Why not? A yeah, bug sweep would be beneficial. Not only would it help prevent or, like, misidentified orbs, because that's not going to do anyone any favours. How do you do but a
4: bug sweep? Here's an idea. So if you're investigating outside, put a mosquito
0: net over yourself. And the Faraday cage over your head so the aliens can't yeah. get you. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs>
3: if right. if
1: you make make done it done. A, metal, a, 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 a metallic mosquito net. <laughs> Alright,
0: okay. Let's say these scratches are demonic. Okay. Or at least some of the, Or not demonic, but something paranormal. Yes, um, some of the times. Anyway, what is that indicating? Oh, There's a lot of people say so you're marked. You're going. To, some people say know, that three a, scratches is a mark. You're going to be possessed. All this other. Okay, stuff. you know what?
1: I, I'm, I'm going to. I'll throw I'll out an answer here. Um, what What does it actually mean? Uh, if, like you said, assuming that it is something, it, it might not. It doesn't necessarily mean it's malicious. Mm-hmm. What happens if it's just if there is something that in just trying to touch you to create a connection, and it might be trying to ask you for help and in trying to grab your arm because of the energy involved, it creates a scratch-like effect on you. At that you go, "Oh, that's nasty! That was horrible! It's a scratch." If it was a person, you might say, "Okay, that would have been malicious," but you can't necessarily <clears throat> jump to that conclusion. Mm. So that's just throwing. A different perspective. Out actually
4: there. I completely agree with Brent. And that's my thoughts exactly.
1: But you
2: could. You're very smart man's bills. But <laughs> if, say, you had done something <clears throat> in the way of provoking and you got strangled or attacked, but not all scratches are necessarily going to be of a malicious see, nature. see, I've provoked
4: a lot and I've found the more I provoke, the less
0: shit happens. Yeah. Not, but not maybe not maybe, much.
2: maybe it's what you do, what you say.
0: Maybe they're just sick of hearing the same stuff. You might got to Possibly. get more more creative with your more too ready yeah going back to the consciousness theory and the you know a ghost might not have all its faculties about it and taking that back to the drunk the drunken adjo earlier I once met a a man for the first time he was drunk I went to shake his hand he accidentally punched me in the guts he wasn't being malicious, he just didn't have all his faculties about him. Maybe that's what's happening. These ghosts are meaning, hey guys, but
2: that's they're just right.
1: half, you know... I'm going to punch him in the guts next time. I'm sorry, eh?
2: <laughs> But considering we've, we've, all, we've sort of decided that what we consider ghosts is basically an energy, so yeah. maybe they just can't control their energy, and they don't know that touching you, like, gently will but get see, your attention, so they lash and scratch. But
4: again... You know, scratching is a physical type of... So how can... If they don't have a body per se, then how can they scratch it? Okay, well, look from, from
1: the energy perspective and branching that into the... Where's that energy branching into the uh, physical side of things? Well, EMF has an impact on our, on, on our minds, you know. So, uh, you know, electricity you can you can zap someone with a buzzer and leave a mark. So who's to say that depending on what that energy is? And I don't think it would necessarily be a, a deliberate focus. I don't think they've got the ability to consciously focus energy and go, I'm going to do this. I'm go- I think that they're trying to do something and that the energy around that I mean, like or when you a, see people there, like get hit
0: by lightning, and if you've seen the damage, <clears throat> it kind of follows along paths, yeah. capillaries, and that maybe. So you're saying maybe some form of, not necessarily electrical, but some sort of a discharge like that, and it's just following a. It's <laughs> <laughs> and it's following like the least resistive path along, and that's why we get these long lines.
1: Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Brett's laughing because Ash said discharge. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Good to have Brett back. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on this topic before we move on to the last thing for the night? So demonic scratches. Look, so I'm just going to throw it. I reckon most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, but I reckon most of the time it probably is something natural, psychological. But yeah, I'm really happy to, to, you know, concede and say there definitely could be some things out there that are not of this Well, I shouldn't say not of this world, not of this physical plane of existence that might be able to interact with us in that way. I'm, I'm happy to say that.
4: I agree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Big
2: vote for ghost sex.
0: <laughs> I second that vote. Has Simon scratched you Tan? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you want to see my back?
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Finish off the show, bit of a random question for you guys. Have you ever given or received a strange gift from a significant other? you ever got anything more memorable and you thought, that was a bit or well, that was a bit strange. Why don't they give me something like that? Have you guys ever been in that situation?
4: He probably... See, no. The worst thing I've ever got is beach towels every year from my grandmother.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. I'm talking more like yeah. a lover or, you know... <laughs> hey, like he the was wife talking about that. Or, <laughs> oh, <Blair.
1: laughs>
0: well, that time, you look like I've so received a few things you weren't expecting from lovers. Apart from... Rashes <laughs> aside... <laughs> No, Brett. Have you received anything?
1: <laughs> no, but I do hope to. <laughs> you do hope to receive something strange. I, I would love to get something strange, something odd,
0: you know, that makes you question what is this person's intentions for me.
1: Actually, you know what? I I did get a painted portrait of me. that is also. Um, had menstrual blood mixed in it. <laughs> well, the, was right? the blood yeah. from a significant yeah. blood from oh, a yeah. yeah, it was. <clears> throat>
0: now, throat> I've got to, uh, look, look, although, yeah, fuck, let's and go down really good. path. I tell
1: you what, I have to say, fucking phenomenal painting. Yeah. Was
0: there a significance or what, or was it just something to do?
1: Uh, I think she was wanted to put part of herself in the painting. What better part? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, the reason why I bring up this question is... A, a newspaper article... Well, no. I keep saying newspaper and I mean internet media article I found in Phuket. Not fuck it as some people like to pronounce it. And I'm sure it's going to be pronounced several times in the show this way. But a groom gives his bride a coffin for a present. His new bride, a coffin. Now, before I get on to why he did such a thing... What would you guys do if you received that? If significant other gave you guys a coffin, what would your reaction be? Will it fit the
2: wedding ring? (laughs) No, because I did Google this today. (laughs) Google is my god. Anyway, it did um, come up with these um, funky little coffins that um, at divorce you put your wedding
0: ring in. Okay, you receive a coffin from uh, a significant other. What's
1: your initial reaction? <laughs> my first thought would be, is there anyone inside? <laughs> <laughs> the X.
0: <laughs> Mine
4: would be cancel my life insurance so they got fuck all when I died.
3: Mm.
4: Anyway. And I, I, I So know. I wouldn't say What question it. are you answering? <laughs> well, well, if they're giving me a coffin. you are take it as a threat, are you? Yeah, well, they're giving you a coffin.
2: No. As think crazy, of all the beautiful right? things it can represent. A coffin? Yep. You can store your blankets in it under the bed. Oh, That's right. not, a, that's
0: not, that's not representing, that's There's plenty of things
2: to use, but I have, you, where are you going to put this thing for the longevity of your marriage? I have a
0: friend that has a coffin in their bedroom that they use for all their clothes. So it's like a, it's a proper coffin that they'll probably get buried in one day. Yeah, they use it for their clothes storage.
2: Oh, so so yeah. when you rock up to Alfred James when you die, hang on,
1: I've got one that I prepared. I've already in the got car. the suit in
0: there. The suit's already in the coffin,
1: <laughs>
3: pressed and ready to go. So, you know what? I, I, I
1: wouldn't see it as a threat. I'd think it a, as a cool thing. You know, I'd, I'd say, uh, who do you have to kick out of this to to bring it in? Because you can't afford that. Um,
2: Coffins are actually very expensive, yeah. Yeah. and it depends if you get a casket or a coffin. You know, because there's differences and oh. different shapes. What's well, so the difference between a casket and a coffin? A typical? casket is basically sort of you know a rectangle, rectangle. shape, whereas a coffin is more like and a what's diamond the shape. One's called a coffin and one's called a But why do they a have carpet? a
4: coffin and a casket when they well, are the same purpose? It just
2: depends. People want More for More room for things. comfort? In case people you wake want room up up for different things. Afterwards. You know? mm. Some people perceive that a casket's less morbid looking than a coffin, so some people might select that. Okay. You know?
0: Well, look, if someone gave me a coffin, my first question would be, I certainly hope that that has not once held the remains of a 16-year-old, three-month pregnant girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just check for broken glass.
0: Just check for the broken glass. Well, anyway, this uh, Mr... Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Mr. Zhao? Zhao? D-I-A-O. He explained why he gave his wife a coffin. he explained it as, that throughout their life together, money would only get spent, eventually leaving the couple broke. However, the coffin would stay with them forever housing them for an eternity after death. <laughs> that sounds a bit creepy. I'm sure it's nice yeah, sentiments. F- Some people might take it romantic <clears throat> to me. It's a little bit creepy. Did Mr. Jow do a good thing? Was this an appropriate present? <laughs> I think it was an outright threat. <laughs> Fuck with me, you're going to end up in that coffin. Well, anyway, look, we're going we're gonna to have to cut this show off now. We're kind of going into the overtime. Does anyone have anything they would like to bring up before we're um, done?
1: Do midgets have smaller coffins?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, I can just... Uh, I'm not going to go on a <laughs> big rant about midgets. one
1: for Ash. So one day he's going to be to be all folded up or anything. I'm
0: hoping to be able to sign forms to legally give my body to Meg to do with as she pleases something morbid, rot me down, use my bones, but it's never going to happen. That's what I'd like to have happened. We could, we could
1: mount your head up on that wall right there. <laughs> Anything anyone else wants to add? No, 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 Turn it <laughs> into the um, I mean, <laughs> well. I have got singing bass. Yeah, yeah, turn it into that. Yeah. yeah. Hello, my baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Look, before, before next time, what we would like to hear from our listeners in the comments section over at theparanormalguard.com slash podcast is Do you have any ideas on how people can prevent from being abducted and probed by UFOs? What do you guys think? Do you guys think ghosts know that they are dead? What's the strangest thing a loved one's ever given to you as a present? Or have you given a loved one? We would love to hear that as well. What do you think about the... Someone else throw something in. What else are we talking about the show? Shit. I'm Ashley Hall. See you
2: next time. Adios. <laughs> I'm Brett. See ya.
1: I'm Tom. I have a laugh.
3: Goodbye.